Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we look at the annals of true crime to find events that happened on this week in history. I'm your host, Mark Decano, and with me are my friends, Jed Lester. All right. And Rue Turner. Hello. We want your reviews. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review, and preferably five stars. And if not, you can also email a review to stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. And in appreciation of every five-star review, we will give you a shout-out in a future episode. The date we're looking at this week is the 26th of September. And on this day in 1933, FBI agents out of Birmingham, Alabama, sorry, Birmingham, Alabama, and local police officers raided a residence in Memphis, Tennessee, and there arrested Catherine Thorne and George Barnes, better known as Machine Gun Kelly, the bootlegger and gangster. Well, you tell you what I'm interested in. Tell me. I'm interested in the entire week that Rue wasted <laughs> on researching the wrong machine gun, Kelly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Rue, tell us about... The, uh, He's alive. He's still alive. The, the star Stop. of Project Power on Netflix and, <laughs> and rapper. Yeah, no... Um, yeah, there is another <laughs> famous machine gun, Kelly. Probably these days a bit more famous, to be fair. Yeah, than the real one, than the than the original, than the original and best. <laughs> so who's yeah, the who's your one? His name he's uh, famous. Uh, Colson Baker's his, his real name, but he's he's famous for his uh, what well, he was dubbed Machine Gun Kelly by his fans because of the rapid delivery of his lyrics. Ah, okay, yes, rapper and actor. Yeah. Yeah. So when power. did you um, think after a few? How how long did you research it? <laughs> well, if you add it all up in time, <laughs> see a few days in. <laughs> so at what point I did you think? Despite yeah. my initial <laughs> uh, view of this this young tattooed this hooligan, who's yeah, yeah. clearly a miscreant, yeah, must have had some serious run-ins with the law. I'm I'm onto something hot here. And oh, his yeah. names are giveaway. Um, he so at what point did he think? He hasn't murdered anyone yet. <laughs> He's released some uh, ditties. <laughs> which, so you then thought... Well, I'm the most serious thing you could accuse him <laughs> of is an argument with Eminem and perhaps smoking in his car. But <laughs> Unbelievable. So you thought, hang on, I'm, it may be that I'm... There are two. Yeah, they might be. So um, the real one did a hell of a lot worse than talked quite quickly. Smoking in his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, he, uh, George Kelly Barnes, Machine Gun Kelly, he um, was a small-time bootlegger in the 20s and 30s. Um, he did a little bit of time in Leavenworth in 1928 for smuggling liquor. But he was a model inmate, and he got out on early release, and he served a few months. And a little time after that's when he met Catherine Thorne. And they got married in 1930. She was already a career criminal, so he was a bootlegger as well. He was married before Catherine as well, though, wasn't he? He was married before Catherine, and Catherine was married before him. Yeah. She, she'd she been married four times. She may have murdered her third husband. We're not entirely sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a tangent. Yeah, I don't the, uh, the suicide note from an illiterate man is yeah. a giveaway there, I think. <laughs> Yeah, so Catherine Thorne's uh, previous husband, who, from whom she got the name Thorne, uh, he apparently committed suicide. And he, and although yes, he, you quite rightly, he couldn't read or write, and yet he apparently left a typed suicide note at the scene. Yeah. Apologies <laughs> to the Thorne family in case we've suggested something untoward. 
But she did it. (laughs) Yeah, basically she did it, yeah. Games are put on this earth to weaken us, drain our energy, laugh at us when they see us naked. So she was uh, Cleo Lyra May Brooks, was her real name, but uh, her fourth husband then was George Kelly Barnes, so she changed her name to, she took the name Kelly, surname Kelly. So it's Catherine Kelly, but uh, we'll call her Thorn so that I don't say Kelly over and over. Lots of times, yeah, yeah. Fairly early on, he changed his name, didn't he, to George R. Kelly? Uh, R. Kelly. To hide under, yeah, yeah. as a pseudonym. And I wondered whether that was also another reference to another musician that we know now, of R. Kelly. Okay. Whether there is a, this habit of modern musicians to pick gangsters' names, yeah. however subtly and indirectly. Interesting. As opposed to Eminem, who took his name from some sweets. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. She was the Paul Simon to <laughs> Machine to Gun God. Kelly's. No, is it that way round? I would say that's. Yeah, he he was the more the he the brains. Told. Again, apologies to the Garfunkel <laughs> family, mate. But it was Paul Simon. Um, <laughs> we but see, he gets the. Um, what should we say? Glory. Yeah, arguably, yeah. Um, but she created the beast, do you think? Yeah, exactly. Um, as we said, uh, he when he was in prison, he was a model inmate. You know, he did his time. He was a small-time crook. He did his time. But after he married Catherine, they went big time. Bootlegging escalated. They did went into bank robbery. They planned a lot of kidnappings. She basically escalated everything. I mean, When they got together... Um, it was Moida. It was Moida. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mrs. H. Um, she is the one who got him the machine gun. It was a Thompson submachine gun, Tommy gun. She's the one who got him the machine gun. She's the one who gave him the name Machine Gun Kelly. It's quite a good name. She when was in a, a pawnbroker's for two hundred and fifty bucks? That's right. Yeah, a lot of money though. Two hundred fifty yeah. bucks. What? The the gun. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the name. She bought, <laughs> she, the, she bought the name. She bought the deeds. She bought his domain. When was machi- when were machine guns invented? And if they weren't invented, what would his name be? <laughs> Rifle Kelly. <laughs> Rifle <laughs> Rifle Kelly. The gun was the um it was a good gun, wasn't it? It was the, a good uh, gun. Yeah, the old Thompson was a superb gun. Which I obviously have only just realised. The classic a few minutes classic ago Tommy is gun. the reason why it was called the Tommy gun. Yeah, the Tommy gun, the Thompson submachine gun. So that was come out basically doing yeah. So yeah, no, there was a, that was the like the trademark gun of the thirties gangster. Really. What name a historic Kalashnikov? Is that I'm just talking about? I mean, yeah, that is the absolute. When you think it, of yeah. a gun, you could ask kids or adults or I don't know old people. They would list that, wouldn't they? That style mm. of... Or they'd point at that gun and go, that one. People know that style. The old violin case yeah. um, machine gun, basically. Because yeah. until that point, machine guns were massive. I mean, they were just huge, great things that took yeah. four men to carry. And Whereas this was a gun you could hold on your own. Yeah, well, exactly. And it, didn't, it didn't need a belt of bullets to feed it. Yeah, no, yeah. It, had the it had that cartridge disc of magazine. It didn't yeah. need cooling. Well, this is it. I mean, not technically, it should have been called Submachine Gun Kelly because it was yeah, a submachine gun, not a machine gun. <laughs> submachine Gun Kelly. That's still quite good. Yeah, but it sounds like a, de- a deputy. Uh, <laughs> it's a deputy. 
leader. I'm sub-machine gun, <laughs> Kelly. Oh, gun. Can, I, can I speak to your boss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Machine gun. Yeah. Machine gun Kelly, um, he became the FBI's public enemy number one. Ooh. So probably enjoyed that. The, the marketing arm exactly, yeah. of the Machine Gun Kelly mm. conglomerate. So from small time... Thought, nice. Yeah, so from small time bootlegger to public enemy number mm-hmm. one, the yeah the marketing machine went into overtime. Mm. Catherine was uh, doing a good job of going around all the bars and handing out his business card. Yeah, well, she handed out <laughs> shell casings. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she gave shell casings away as souvenirs from the Machine oh. Gun. As a kind of fear-inducing... Uh, Act, yeah. Whenever there's a crime and everyone wants to grab a piece of the, the site or whatever, like as they like, roll up, roll up, come and get your souvenir. You think that would raise suspicion? I don't know whether that is, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Would that have gone down well, or oh, <laughs> why are you giving me a, you know, bullet <laughs> casing? Was everyone like, or were they, hey, machine gun, <laughs> well, machiney? It's part of the mythology, though, isn't it? It's the gangsters and... Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone wants a little piece of it. Could I borrow a cup of bullets? We're a little short. I mean, it's not like he was a a Robin Hood character, like some of them purported to be. It's like in... It's like the gangster movie thing of... Well, a a vague example of um, the gangster movie, Robert De Niro putting 20 bucks in everyone's top pocket. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not the same. But it's the same kind of... I had a Welsh uncle who used to do that. What, to everyone or just to you? Pretty much. He thought it was kind of cool and kind of suave-like. Yeah. What then was he'd your... go into a restaurant and tuck money into the top pocket of the like, maitre d' in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, like a crappy little burger <laughs> bar, you know. <laughs> oh, so not to you? <laughs> no, no. Oh, right. I thought you meant... And it just, you know, kind of t- to big himself up. You to know, flash in the cash, in, yeah, yeah. Just popping money into people's pockets. Well, I don't know. Making mean, themselves you know, out like some sort of big shot. They probably yeah. then... I'll Treated him well. Chips, I will. <laughs> yeah, it works well with the Welsh accent. <laughs> He's public enemy number one now. He's the most famous gangster in America. Wow. Was there a um, you know ten most wanted? Yeah. I wonder where, where that's probably recent, isn't it? I was just wondering if there was a an order, an actual order of no, no, yeah. he's seven. <laughs> don't want him. <laughs> I don't know actually. Yeah, it's, it's ten most wanted is just a made up. It's not actual. In at number eight. No, that's the F- <laughs> Casey Kasem is on the. He's <laughs> on the case. He's on the case. Yeah. America's top ten. The ten most wanted list only began in 1950, but I mean it's a real yes. thing. Right. Okay. Um, but in 1933, when we're talking about, there was public enemy number one. Basically, there was no. I mean, there would have been lists, but they would have been on a desk. Yeah. Nothing published, but yeah. He, so he was straight in at number one with the bullet. That's basically what they wanted. Uh, I'm talking about Catherine Thorne's yeah. marketing campaign. plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you're top of the most wanted list, you're the biggest criminal. Well, therefore, everyone's going to do exactly what you say. No one's going to mess with you. Mm. Or in exactly. their, in their yeah. mind. Must have done something to get there. Keep out of his way. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. But then also he would have been number one on the list because of the fame. The fame begats infamy and yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. so on. No. Which they would have loved. Yeah. yeah, even though he never killed anybody. Yeah, never killed anybody. <laughs> Didn't even like firing the gun. Apparently. <laughs> Don't like guns. Don't what like, did he like? Do we know what he liked? I'm going to say 
ice cream. I'm going to, I'm just thinking of a name that he would have Ice cream preferred. Kelly. Because she would have come up with that, wouldn't she? What, Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. yeah. yeah that, oh, that was all, yeah. all cash. So therefore, what would he, uh, yeah, do we have to, I don't even like, do we have to be, co- yes, you do. It's the most deadly, no, what is it? It's the, it's the it's name. It's a big gun. <laughs> yeah. I've written it on it's the a, bullets it's now. A po- it's a popular gun, you called it. Um, but I like. Uh, when was it? <laughs> the thirties. Nineteen thirty-three. Yeah. I like um, the talkies. I like the talkies. Talkies. Talkie Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> oh, I should have never picked that name. That's what I find really funny is that the gun that is still now in private collection, which is his the famous gun. gun what well, one gun? Is a shotgun. Is a shotgun. Yeah, Hang yeah, on. Yeah. It's a shotgun. Kelly's pretty good. I mean, shotguns are famous. For not firing <laughs> many shots. That's a big gun, George. That's right. So he's quite old. Yeah. Eight, no, not the, the, it was, the gun. It's chrome-plated. It does look rather nice and shiny. Yeah, well, that's probably the the, the nice gun, and not his everyday... His everyday, <laughs> his everyday that was his Sunday best. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who came up with the old violin case as a carrying... Um, form for that gun. A very violent musician. I yeah, think, someone who was yeah. in an orchestra. <laughs> I said, I know. I tell you what, this what will fit in here. Yeah. Well, exactly. What's the history of of smuggling weapons in unusual well, objects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who came yeah. up with a violin case? Apart I mean, from the fact we've that already covered perfect. syringes in umbrellas. You, yeah. <laughs> gu- guns in umbrellas. Arguably. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> saxophone. I reckon it'd fit in a saxophone case. It's the same kind of shape. But you need that kind of the swelling at the bottom of the violin case for that disc magazine. Yeah, uh, for the right. butt of the... Yeah, for yeah, the, the guns butt of the disc. Um, you could put a blunderbuss in a bassoon. Uh, <laughs> Almost certainly. Case. In fact, you probably, wouldn't, you probably could play case? a blunderbuss <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as if it was a bassoon. Is a bassoon just a long rectangle, ca- the case I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. You could put a blunderbuss in there. Yeah, that's what you I could put a, bl- a blunderbuss if you're living in the 17th um, century. A rocket launcher. How big are they? A trombone case. <laughs> trombone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, massive. A massive gun <laughs> <laughs> with an extension. <laughs> trombone style. Um, trying to think of something to go in a tuba. <laughs> Tuba, <laughs> uh, a cannon, a cannon no, in a tuba case. It's not really transportable. No, really. That's ridiculous idea. Yeah, I know. or a, a blow dart in a piccolo case. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they yeah, are. They, they do have perfect. cases. They have a, a little <laughs> case. Um, you know, like a, a mini snooker cue case. <laughs> Why have they got cases? Well, you, well, so you, what you're doing is you're describing a case by using the analogy of another case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's the the classic. That's the classic joke, isn't it? The uh, the gangster at the St Valentine's Day mask. The famous last words. Open up the case. Go, Put the violin in it. <laughs> <laughs> to my recollection, the only famous public enemy number one was the man who preceded him, number one on that list, which was oh, yeah. John Dillinger. Okay, you probably heard of. Yep. He was taken down um, a few months before this. And then um, Kelly made it to public enemy number one. And then we're now talking about his arrest in September 33. 
And the reason why he got taken down was his last big crime, which was uh, a kidnapping. Um, he kidnapped Charles F. Urschel in July, and he was a, a big oil tycoon of Oklahoma City. And on that day in July, the Kelly gang... All two of them. Well, there was, yeah, and a couple of friends. Oh, okay. Bass and drums. Yeah. They, um, they went to uh, Urschel's house, and where he and his wife and uh, a colleague, Walter R. Jarrett, were having a, a gathering. And they took both the men and left the wives behind. Not long after they released Jarrett, they didn't need him, and they kept Urschel in the town of Paradise in Texas at Catherine's, Catherine Thorne's mum and stepfather's house. Kept him there. And what was the uh, point? Well, was they it? ransomed him off. He was quite a rich chap. He was a big oil tycoon, yeah, big That's oil. That's big money was back then, I suppose. Is well, the uh, yeah, yeah. 30, early 30s was definitely massive Great Depression era. Yeah. yeah. So does that mean everyone had nothing? Everyone had Wealthy no money. Wealthy oil barons <laughs> had, no, had all, the, all money. the money. Is that the case? Or? Effectively, yeah, yeah. So basically, that's why they chose a oily. Yeah, it's oil money. Man. It's you know, it's big oil money, and then everyone else poor from the depression. It was a topical and hijacking. Exactly. I mean, he, again, he's bootlegging. He's running liquor. It's it's small time stuff. So they've been building up to bank robbery. Now they're up to kidnapping. So they kidnapping. They for this extraordinarily wealthy oil tycoon. Yeah. How much are they asking? <laughs> They ransom him for two hundred thousand dollars American. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, now, yeah. in fairness, that's no small potatoes these days, really. No, but in fairness, this is nineteen thirty dollars. That's yeah. about four million by okay. today's standards. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're looking for some some money. It sounds, it, you know, so you say two hundred grand. Right, going, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've got that in, me, in the car. <laughs> you know, I'll write you a check. Um, no, okay, two hundred thousand dollars, but that's four million in today's money. And they were very good, apparently, at this all the planning. They were very, very careful about, you know, uh, where how he was being kept. They were very, very careful about the ransom delivery. It all the ransom got paid. They released him alive and well. Right. So it all went swimming. Wow. It never happens, does it? Well, no, not really. I don't know. I wonder if that's reputation speaking. Oh, for God's sake, pay pay them. Yeah, They're well, it didn't ruthless. kill anyone, as far as okay. I'm aware. They never killed anybody, right. so... It's all the publicity, and it's all Thorne's doing. She is, all, she is the, right. the publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, when she'd been a career criminal when they met, and he'd done a few months in prison where he was I'm going to think of a better analogy for their relationship. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, arguably, this is quite a, a feminist episode because she's the strong one in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. She's the one who's doing all the planning and organising. He's just the name. She's the uh, the woman behind the loser. And um, in fact, when they were on the run later on, which we'll get to, she tried to do a deal to turn him in. Do him over. To, to get herself out, yeah. Again, very, very uh, kind of intellectually done where you... You are the brains, but the other person is the uh, well-known oh, person, yeah. so everyone will blame. Yeah, exactly. Because this is, the, I mean, this is a f federal case. This is federal, a kidnapping is a federal case. So the yeah. FBI wants the the guy wants on him. the poster. Yeah, they want yeah. the name. So if you're the the, the silent partner, mm. then you're small potatoes as far as they're concerned. Even yeah. though she was the brains and the organizer and everything. You get the feeling that he was kind of a good 
follower and just did did as he was told as you know as instructed he yeah learned how to use the machine gun pretty well even though he didn't really like using it yeah yeah exactly so if the kidnapping went so well how come the fbi managed to catch up with them then i wonder well i can tell you there's two reasons why one hmm? is the fbi got a tip off origin unknown that the kellys were involved huh but the main one is that Urschel had an extraordinary memory. Had an extraordinary memory, and he okay. was very, very smart. He left his fingerprints everywhere he went. Ah, right, deliberately. <laughs> he li- li- deliberately Daubing. just touched yeah, everything yeah. he could. Um, he recalled everything. He, li- he listened. To, he was counting how many steps he had to take to wherever they went. He um, he was listening for any sounds he could hear, and they traced it all back to Paradise um, in Texas. And obviously a trail with his fingerprints and everything. There's one clever bit that I thought he was quite good. Was he was uh, he was in the in paradise, and he hears a plane fly over a head. So he says, "Excuse me, what's the time?" <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so like, oh right, yeah, sure, yeah. Quarter past that'll nine. Be, well, that'll be the uh, oh, that'll dead be, bird yeah, flight. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> so they knew that there was these two planes that flew regularly overhead, one in the morning yeah. and one in the afternoon, and that, you know. Exactly. I mean, it was very excellent. Um, yeah, it, it sort of makes it clear why people almost never released after a kidnapping <laughs> <laughs> because of this fella. Yeah, so it was very. He was very, very smart, and he told the FBI everything, and they worked it all out—the timing and the locations, and all the way back. And they basically they caught up with them, and they they found the ranch in Paradise. It just made me thought: if you if you're gonna kidnap somebody. Then you need a good set of sound effects that you can play in the next room. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering that. <laughs> I was wondering if there's a like a been a movie where there's someone's been kidnapped and kept in somewhere where it's been pretended that it was somewhere else. Well, wasn't um, the only one I can think of off the top of my head completely without referring to anything? Um, hang on, I'm just scrolling. Uh, is uh, Ipcris file where? He, Michael Caine, thought he was kidnapped. I can't remember the, any of the plot at all, but he thought he was being taken to Paris. He was convinced he was in Paris being brainwashed. And he finally, he escapes, possibly. That might have been the plot. Anyway, he was still in London. But my point is, I don't know, sound effects or something. <laughs> Instead of sound accordion music, they yeah, yeah, yeah. played... Uh, <laughs> Cockney dittos. <laughs> that had the sound, yeah, the, the sound of uh, a German Oktoberfest <laughs> playing in the, the next room. Anyway, he was, oh, he was next door to oh, yeah, house yeah. or something. Beer, anyway, beer carry on. <laughs> okay, so the FBI arrests Kelly. Now, there's a lot of conflicting reports about the arrest itself. Um, some people say he was armed when they burst in. Other reports say that he was unarmed. He was begging not to be shot etc. But the FBI report says that he was caught with his hands up and he didn't say a word. So that probably sits in a bit more nicely with his with this idea that he uh, would meekly serve his time. Yeah, sort I think of thing. he's quite a compliant Initially. Character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yes, his initial incarceration. Yeah, it's not one of, like one of them come and get me copper kind of Jimmy Cagney type gangsters. So the trial, this was trial. Uh, quite fascinating. Did so Christmas Humphreys preside? 
Because he, only, cause he mainly only. does. So, so certainly not. No. no. This is in the United States yes. and, and well, so he on. He might be freelance. <laughs> freelance crown prosecutor <laughs> of different law. Because this was, I think, wasn't it the first recorded like video film filmed? Thank you. That's the word. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> yes, it was. It was filmed. It was the first. It was a lot of lot of firsts. Actually, it was the first. Oh, yeah. In a federal criminal trial, it's the first filmed trial. Mm. First time Kelly had gone to court. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, of course it wasn't. I mean, uh, in trial. No, he, he was tried. He and spent three months in Leavenworth. So <laughs> you're suggesting you went to without trial. You're again. You're confusing. You're thinking about the wrong okay. machine gun Kelly, <laughs> yeah. who's yeah. merely I, I learning spent lines. A week listening to rap music. <laughs> Don't expect much from me. Now your what mind is addled. Learn lines from his Netflix special. <laughs> you've got it in for him. Uh, so famous first. So yeah, first uh, first use of film cameras in a federal criminal trial. It was the first. Um, she would have liked that. It was the first time uh, that it was a prisoner transfer by airplane. Right. It was the first okay. big solve by the FBI. Whatever. Um, under Hoover, yeah. Okay, yeah. And and it was the first t- time that there was a federal kidnapping trial because kidnapping hadn't been a federal offence before the Lindbergh case. What? Um, there was always one answer to the... Um, if you're guilty, what what you got in uh, some of our previous podcasts, mm. i.e., they basically all got hung, but <laughs> hanged, hanged, right? <laughs> um, what before we go any further? I don't. I literally don't know the uh, the uh, ending to this episode at all. But the uh, what is the if you are guilty, what do you get uh, in America? In the out America at the time. It, well, it was prison. Oh, really? Yeah, it was prison. Yeah, yeah. ours was get rid of him. Yeah, but hanged. Him up. Yep. Yeah, but you talk. We're talking about in the cases we've talked about where people were hanged. That was murder or treason. This is no one died, and it wasn't against. It wasn't treasonous. Oh, yeah. wasn't this a was murder, a kidnapping. Was it? Yeah. Sorry, it was I'm a federal sure. prosecution, but it wasn't. Um, you know, it wasn't a capital offence. So I can tell you. So it was only ever going to be prison. It was going to be prison. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it could have. Ow! I sentence you to be burnt at the stake. Could have wired him up. Squad, (laughs) firing squad. Well, you know, machine guns. In in the true spirit of this, (laughs) we're going to gun you down. I sentence you to be gunned to death (laughs) with the latest (laughs) machine guns that have just come out. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was an option. <laughs> you, I told you you should have called yourself... Um, Blamange Kelly. Pat on, the, <laughs> pat on the back, Kelly. <laughs> Blamange Kelly? Yeah, because yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Until <laughs> <laughs> you drown. Warm handshake, Kelly. I just wanted to say the word Blamange. Yeah, not said enough. Blamange. Write in, in if you don't know what Blamange is. Oh, not, but not to me. So, convictions then. I can tell you what everyone got. All two of them. No. Not, oh, not yeah, all. Sorry, yeah. I all forgot four about of them. Drum and bass. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Shingo Kelly, he uh, got life in prison. Is that one of those natural life sentences? or? Well, he died in prison. All oh, right. I don't know at the time whether life meant life. 
Um, I bet it did. In the UK, life means usually about 15 years at the moment. However, you can nice. be subject to a whole of life order, which means that you will not get out. That doesn't seem fair. I mean, Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> no one knows what that <laughs> means <God>. anyway. <laughs> it's taking a turn, this podcast. But Sorry, before you go on, was he being tried solely on that kidnapping, not on anything else? It was on the kidnapping, yeah. This is okay. all, of, all of this is on the kidnapping. Yep. So he got life imprisonment. Catherine and her mother both um, got life imprisonment as the well. Mother? When was that? Have because I missed that? It was their ranch that they. Oh, that it was. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So a uh, paradise was the paradise was their ranch. What do you call it? A uh, an accessory, possibly. Yeah. Well, a co-conspirator. They're all tarred Sorry. with the same brush. Yes, of course. So, um, so there's Catherine and her mother, and then uh, her stepfather, who was also there. Yeah. So Catherine and the mother got life. They served 25 years before they got out. And the stepfather, he was sentenced to 25 and served 11. <laughs> Kelly himself, he died in prison in Leavenworth of heart failure in 1954. How long had he been in by that stage? 21 years. Yeah. Just yes. About, 20, about 21 years. And, yeah. and tell me, he was a model. He was a model prisoner. He was a model yeah. Well, catwalks all over the prison. Although he did uh, manage to garner a new reputation, he spent the first 17 years of his sentence um, as one of the earliest residents of the newly appointed Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary. Excellent. So he was he was prisoner 117. Really, the first 137 who went in well, well. when it when it opened. So I just remembered he um, he used to constantly brag that he was going to escape. Yes. So that's why they bundled him up over to Alcatraz. Yes. They, yeah, they put him in Alcatraz. And then after 17 years, then they moved him to Leavenworth. Now, Alcatraz, he got a new nickname. Instead of being called Machine Gun Kelly, uh, the other inmates called him Pop Gun Kelly. Okay. Because he got a reputation of telling quite tall tales. Okay. He was a big fish salesman. You know, one of those people was like, right. oh, it was telling the stories of, of his exploits. It was that way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically he was a bit of a bit of a liar. It's all true. It really is. He was bigging up his exploits and trying to tell everyone about all the stuff he did, but uh, very few people believed him. So he said you know, he called he didn't have Catherine Catholic. there to sell the myth anymore. Well, exactly. Yeah, he wasn't quite the publicist his wife was. So there's been film and mo- uh, films and books about it. Mm-hmm. Personal <laughs> favourite of mine is the film. Machine Gun Kelly, which is a Roger Corman movie made in 1958. Mm-hmm. I've not seen that. And starred a very young Charles Deathwish Bronson. Yeah, really? <laughs> as Machine Gun Kelly. That wasn't his name at the time. <laughs> no, it was Charles before Deathwish <laughs> Bronson. Yep. Yeah, very good movie, worth checking as out. As Machine Gun As Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly in the lead role. Who played um, Catherine? Susan Cabot. Susan, Susan Cabot. Susan Cabot. Uh-uh. Machine Gun Kelly. You liked being called that, didn't you? Well, I made you. And I'll make your name stick, whether you like it or not. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of this episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can email us or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website, at truecrimediary.co.uk Don't forget to send us a review 
or post one in your podcast service if you can, and all five-star reviews will get a shout-out on a future episode. Join us next time when we'll be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jared and Rue. My name's Mark, and we'll see you on the next date in our True Crime Diary.